Have you seen uh, Detective Pikachu? I have. Holy crap. Good movie. Like for, you wouldn't think, I don't know. I I like Pokemon, but I I wouldn't have thought that it would have been that good. Yeah. I've been waiting my whole life to see a live action Pokemon movie and they did a great job. They stayed true to like the source material and the characters and it phenomenal yeah. job phenomenal good job. uh even the, the storyline was good you were mm-hmm. guessing the whole time and it's not it wasn't apparent you know who the antagonist was throughout the, throughout the movie yep so and, go ahead and the um the fact that ditto is able to transform into a human is huge implications on the pokemon world a lot of uh theorists are already talking about that well they have been talking about that since the movie came out but it just makes it all much more crazy because typically dittos cannot transform into human beings and they have a messed up face, but this guy was able to. So they don't know if he is like gen- uh, genetically changed or what it was. And also he was able to transform on a dime. So it just theorists have been going crazy over this ditto being a hybrid of some sort. And plus it was fucking creepy when it was trying to act yes. like a human. Yes. Yes. a shark. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, one of the things that was successful that they did in that movie was not over humifying, humifying, not yeah. making the Pokemon too realistic. They stayed true to that character that originated from the cartoon in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something that we didn't have with Sonic. So, you know, yeah. today we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and the huge mistake that they made. And making Sonic too human, people just hated it. Yeah, um, this, it was gross. It was it was creepy almost because it was like it's a it's a it's a cartoon character that we all grew up with, and mm-hmm. now we're looking at it and it looks just like me. It's like it's like you know got eyebrows and it's blinking and like it's not doesn't look. It's lost all that charm that it had as a cartoon character, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Sonic. Well, Wait, let's give it. Do you want to introduce us? Yeah, yeah. Let's do First the introduction. Time, yeah. Go for it. It's all you, man. So, uh, this is Uncovered Cinema, and I'm Will. And I'm Brian. And thank you for coming back. If you listen to 1917 and our introductory ones, uh, we're so happy that you came back for Sonic. Yeah, absolutely. This one's going to be a little bit juicy because this one's getting into uh, fan amplifications. Impl- on the industry when they get too demanding and a lot of people did not react very well to it. A lot of industry professionals. So it is a downside of when you are going to replicate something that so many people love and grew up with and, and hold dear to their hearts. And when you try to take that and if you, I mean, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. You're taking somebody else's baby and it's not, it's not just the creator's baby. It's, mm-hmm. it's become the baby of the people that, grew up on it like yeah, us the you know, people our age and you have to be very delicate in the way that you you handle it so there's yeah, not absolutely. so much room for creativity as you would mm-hmm. think there is yep exactly all right so before we get into all this we're gonna um let you know the synopsis this movie's coming out on february 14th so valentine's day take your sweeties to go see it and uh the synopsis is sonic tries to navigate the complexities of life on earth with his newfound best friend a human named tom wachowski I hope I'm Wachowski. Right. Wachowski. Um, they must Jewish, soon... 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> they must I'm just, <laughs> just asking. I don't know. Just... <laughs> yeah, I totally know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> that was not not necessary information. But I was just wondering. Um, <laughs> they must soon join forces to prevent the evil Doctor Robotnik from capturing Sonic and using his powers for world domination. <laughs> Love it. Yes. 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 Um, yes. The director of this film and someone I actually have a lot of respect for right now is Jeff Fowler. Jeff, and now what? Uh, when I was looking into this one, I didn't recognize any of the movies that he's directed, unless I looked at it wrong. But do, uh, are you have you seen stuff that he's done? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, go for broke. Oh, I've seen the Where the Wild Things Are. That's a really good movie. Um. And it makes sense, actually, why he listened to the fans, because Where the Wild Things Are was straight a movie for the fans. It made the fans happy. Uh, it did really well. Um, let me see the box office for that one. It got a 6.7 out of 10. Like, So I, I completely understand why he sided with the fans and basically why he's throwing a big middle finger to everybody in the industry. <laughs> and, you know, what is the him, dude. What is the controversy that was surrounding oh, this film? Because I know, I know there's quite the a few, but yeah, let's, <laughs> I'm familiar of the one that the, the major mistake that they did, which is making Sonic too humanoid, uh, oh, and yeah. it just didn't play very well. And it, I believe when they released uh, the trailer at Comic Con, it got like 20 million views, but f- almost 400,000 of them were dislikes. People just mm-hmm. overwhelmingly hated the the look of him. And so much that it prompted them to go back and reanimate his character in the movie uh, to yep. make him more cartoon-like, you know? So, yeah. uh, but there was also internal gripe that happened as well, from what I understand. Yeah, so um, Sonic was made very human-like. Uh, he had nasty teeth. Uh, and a lot of people were saying, oh, no, that's, you know, that's accurate to how um, hedgehogs look in real life. Well, nobody gives a shit what hedgehogs look in real life. We're talking <laughs> about Sonic the Hedgehog from a different dimension, guys. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are saying that, oh, we need to uh, remake or we're demanding a remake because like they got really, really, really bad, really bad reviews. It was awful. And everybody and their mother had an opinion. So Fowler, when this happened, he almost immediately came out and was like, you know what? I'll hear you guys. I listen to you guys. We're doing a redesign and everybody lost their shit. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, everybody I mean, nobody, lost their shit. as an artist, nobody likes when their work gets criticized, but that's unfortunately the success of an artist is, is having your work criticized because yeah. otherwise nobody gives a shit about it. And it's unfortunate that they had to go back and, yeah, and create it. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate waste of time, whatever. But the real crazy part is, is that nobody actually working on the film gave a shit nobody uh, they're like yeah. okay cool yeah let's redesign it they don't like it let's do it it seemed like everybody in the world that wasn't working on the film that didn't actually have their hand in the cookie jar uh so to say was the yeah. ones that had the fucking opinion on it so yeah. these sorry this is this is just pissing me off because these guys are saying <laughs> that it doesn't matter what the fans say they're like oh who cares? This is our decision to make. We'll make things the way we want to make them. Blah blah blah. Who cares? Yeah, it's your decision say? to make, but it's our character. This is our story mm-hmm. that you're telling, and you're 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 stepping all over it by 
by doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, for instance, this, oh, what's his name? He's such an idiot. Um, this Nintendo enthusiast, uh, <laughs> writer, Andrew Gonzalez. I hope they fired him. He is so freaking stupid. He said, um, that people put too much into this movie already to change it. Who cares what the um, fans say? They need to shut up. Uh, he said that the same thing happened when um, Devil May Cry came out a few years ago with his redesign. And mind you, it fans were pretty pissed off with the redesign of the character, but they eventually grew to love it because that redesign was an improvement. It was an evolution of the character. Right. This right. redesign is just they were I, I get what they're going with they're trying to go more realistic trying to do that whole like lion king you know oh take yeah on it. that was awesome yeah yeah lion king's great My goodness that's like watching discovery channel yes but they're and, talking yeah and that actually had like a basis in reality considering it took place on earth <laughs> yeah <laughs> with real lions oh shit <laughs> uh, no in in this in this film sonic is an alien so it's okay yeah it's almost like uh uh, that movie pixels you know where mm -hmm. it's like there are aliens coming but it's okay for them to be ultra cartoony and yeah exactly like that way in our world and it, yeah. it plays well with the characters interacting with it like it feels it feels good um when we watch it but mm -hmm. one of the things I, I saw that the technology that they were using to create this movie is the same ones that they used for making the ted series Mm -hmm. So, because the premise is kind of the same, you know, you're interacting with the characters interacting with a, a a puppet basically, and then they go back and reanimate it. But uh, it's interesting that they use that that same uh, model, as it were, to to create Sonic in this movie. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It looks good, and I think it's an awesome opportunity to see Jim Carrey back in his like yes. natural, overdone, like <laughs> reacting. Way overdone. <laughs> yeah, but. That's what we, that's what made that's him who perfect. he was. That's, that's what we that's love. Awesome. Like, back to his Ace Ventura days, where you know he's throwing his hands up in the air, very exaggerated movements, and mm -hmm. it really gives him this media gives him this opportunity to go back to that old Jim Carrey and yeah. and really overreact and, and just give him his who we, what we love him for basically. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to see him act in that. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be such a great movie. And one thing that I have to say. The fans, we threw a fit about getting this changed. Damn it. Every one of us needs to go out and see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just God. Saying. How horrible would that God, be? That would be the worst. And like, <laughs> we oh. complain about it. We make the studio spend another $5 million to yeah. putting this budget to $95 million to create this movie. Yeah. And, and then don't go see it. It's stupid budget, stupid high budget for a cartoon movie, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then oh, dude, nobody and was... sees it because we're all pissed off. That's yeah, the, oh, the ultimate God. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, then that was another thing. People were lying about how uh, much it was going to uh, cost to remake this. So um, there's this guy. He is a, uh, uh, a visual effects artist mm -hmm. that did Paddington Bear. And Paddington yeah. Bear, I mean, it was it was pretty good. Definitely looked like a bear in real life. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it was good. The movie. It was no Ted Bear. No, God, no. <laughs> it, was, it was no Ted. It was. It was yeah. all right. But he was saying that um, he's mad that they're having to go back, and that he would never personally do that with Paddington, no matter what the um, reception was, because that's all just a waste of time. And now they have to do thirty-five million dollars worth of work. 
Yeah, 35, 35 million. The original budget <laughs> for this character was 18 million. Jesus. And now all of a sudden they're doing 35 million. It's just, I don't understand why people have to lie to get, to make their point sound like stronger, you know? Yeah. And, and it just goes to show also the, the hierarchy of power that we have in the, in the film industry. You know, some things are literally made just off of one person's, you know, mm-hmm. thumbs up and approval. And yeah. uh, it's not always, as you know, like, the people, as you get higher up on the, the corporate ladder, you become less in touch with reality. So you have people yeah. up at the top, the CEOs and stuff are making decisions, but they don't know what people yeah, down exactly. here, uh, us, what we want, you know, so they. Yeah, they only see money. Exactly. And uh, that was this and this one is one that went in red for them. And I, mm-hmm. I hope yeah, and... <laughs> it still does good. But I mean, it looks good. I, I like I like the character. He's got a lot of personality, mm-hmm. a lot of zazz. A does his little jokes and everything. He knows who he is. Like, I wish I was Sonic's personality. Like, I knew who I was in my life. But this guy knows who he is. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that he can do it in a different planet where everybody looks different than him and still yeah. have his personality and still be him, is I, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing that really came cool out of this is the graphics artist that worked on Sonic came out to say that, no, it wasn't a lot of work. We only created uh, his part specifically, not the rest of the movie, but his part specifically with what went into the trailer. So they didn't have a whole lot of work. They did have a couple months of redesign. That is very true. They did have to put the work redesign in. But even the graphic artist that worked on it was like, we were happy to do it because now we have now we're making a film that is true to the character that the fans like. We're happy. And yeah. not only is that shown by fan interaction with their negative um, or their thumbs downs going down 98%, but their thumb ups going 368%, 368%, dude. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think, uh, what do you think about James Marsden being the, the protagonist, the lead character in this movie? He's got all the weight on his shoulders to to carry the film and he's the only he's the biggest name in the movie but uh, well, holding that the the lead title um but I, i'm looking through like the filmography and i don't see that he's done anything in like a lead role that would put him you know ha- having the weight of this this film yeah him. um i see I think x-men biggest... you know he was scott's uh, scott summers and x-men yeah his biggest roles were definitely x-men i remember him as um cyclops uh i remember him in hairspray and enchanted hairspray yeah enchanted um apparently but that's uh, really about it Superman oh he's returns. in 27 dresses yeah what's he been in recently uh oh A my TV god shows. ali mcbeal do you remember that show ali oh McBeal. jesus yeah <laughs> <laughs> remember the 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 locker room talk would happen always inside the restroom at the stalls mm-hmm. that's yeah that's great uh god that's going back a long time though gosh how old is this mm-hmm. guy to be an ali mcbeal it must have been Jesus. a kid back then we're talking yeah uh, he's he's been um he's been extras in westworld i guess yeah i saw that westworld too that's so that's this, kind of the most recent like and then all TV though. That's the thing. It's mostly TV, and then yeah, have... it seems like this is like a major re, like another chance for him to make it big, to show us what he got. And I, I'm really excited for it because I really liked him as Cyclops. I thought he did a really good job. Um, I loved him as Prince Edward in Enchanted. 
he really brought out that film. Like mm, he man. gave the whole like derpy, uh, I am the best, you know, freaking prince thing in the world. I really liked him <laughs> in that. <laughs> well, then we have the <clears throat> voice of Sonic, which is uh, Ben Schwartz. And he's a really funny guy. He's in uh, what, Space Force. We have uh, the Teenage Mutant Turtle, Ninja Turtles. He was Leonardo in that in that mm-hmm. um, series. Uh, the Bo Jackman. That's a strangely popular series on Netflix. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, is, is it because of the vulgarity of the character? But I'm not oh. sure. I I've watched a little bit of it, and I it's I I don't understand why it's so popular. I've seen it's, I've seen a couple episodes. Oh, and of course he was in episode uh, seven as a stormtrooper. Everybody was in episode <laughs> seven as a stormtrooper. Was he killed? <laughs> uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say that you know that could be a whole <laughs> episode. Is all the incognito act big actors oh, God, that were yeah. incognito inside uh star wars as either a, a stormtrooper or like an extra that, that nobody knew and they just like went crazy for this they just they would die to be in this star wars movie but Who they couldn't the hell be put in main be a stormtrooper yeah like come on <laughs> if i was a big oh. actor i would volunteer to be a stormtrooper like yep right here can you shoot me yeah I'd, I'd, ooh, cut there's me apparently the a waiting over. list just to be a stormtrooper <laughs> on uh on star wars oh that's amazing oh that's amazing I would love to get like impelled by a lightsaber. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yas queen. Yas, yas queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have uh, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Do you want to hear about the uh, conspiracy theory that was oh, yes. around? Uh, why did you, Sonic? why do we wait so long? Ooh. 20 minutes to get into conspiracy. Things. Those are I'm things you should start it. with. Reverend. That's foreplay. <laughs> I'm just, I, I need to get you guys warmed up, you know, get into it. So there is a theory that they made two versions of Sonic because mind you, uh, the director was very, very quick. Jeff Fowler was very quick to be like, okay, cool. We'll redo it. He didn't fight. He didn't take any time. It's like, he didn't check with anybody. Right. He just said, okay, cool. We'll redo it. The theory is, that he had his team make a really awful looking Sonic and then make a really good one because most movies that come out that are remakes of video games like this flop, Uh like they're dead on arrival. Nobody gives a shit about them. Right? So he wanted to put out this fake one, this bad looking one and get the whole world to blow up. Like what the hell are you doing? Cause any publicity is good publicity for a movie that's going to sink. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, okay, cool. We'll redo it. We'll redo it. And they put out another one later that looks much more like the character. And then boom, everybody's interesting. And then all of a sudden, uh, hammers cost $50 on set on a line item and sodas are $200. (laughs) It happens. And somebody's getting rich. (laughs) Yeah. Gloves for crew on set are 60 bucks when at home Depot, they're five. Yeah, exactly. Man. (laughs) so that's uh, that, the that's the theory and it it actually holds a lot of valid points i mean they claim it's been proved uh you know false whatever but <laughs> yeah well and, and another thing is why not just why dump that much more money into it and instead of just letting it become a, a flop like i mean we all mm-hmm. know that the theaters have flop season where they just put out their worst movies with January. the intention of losing money 
Yep. That's, um, that's tax write-offs, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's now. It, it yeah. is January. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anybody out there, if you guys don't know, movies that are put out during January are intended to fail. So uh, that goes for all... That's the end of Q4, right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. the end of the year for them. They end yep. in February, so... They're just trying to get them out there just to put them out because they didn't like the movies. Um, The original John Wick, for instance, put out in January. They thought it was going to fail. Yeah. The only reason that was a success is because it is straight porn for military and law enforcement personnel. Absolutely. (laughs) No, we just love watching like yeah, two hours of just fist fighting and stabbing and killing and shooting. And it's like, yes, in all new innovative ways. (laughs) But also, yeah, Keanu Reeves, it was a a restart for his career Mm -hmm. and and made him super um, popular again. He's, you know, he's almost at the point where he's like in retire. But but then this movie just kind of brought him brought him back and everybody loves him again but he's yeah. also so fucking good at all this like yes. just watching him shoot a gun is like it, you're right it's porn you're, you're right yeah it's, 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 it is. It's, it's murder porn <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly watching him uh create this fighting style of gun foo and then going around and just owning everybody and having flaws yeah gun foo and then having flaws as a character and growing through it killing a dog in the beginning for fuck's sakes are you kidding me that's a big no-no yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's just like they thought this whole film was gonna like fell they really did they put it on january thought it was gonna fell and it exploded and now he has a new career so he's a good guy i I root for him like he's awesome Mm -hmm. he is the internet's boyfriend (laughs) by far he's my love (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, what else do we have about Sonic? Um, anything so, else you want to leave for? Or before we leave? Not really. It's kind of hard to talk about the movie before it comes out because they're being very tight-lipped about it. Yeah, we're um, obviously going to know more once we get closer and uh, yeah, we can see it, the, the pre-screenings before it comes out. But it's it's still over yeah. a month away. I, I think it's a little weird to have a release date on Valentine's Day. It doesn't seem like the kind of romantic well, it, movie I want to take a lady out to. Yeah, I but they're banking on the whole fact of nerds. They really are. The nerds it's are not the, gonna like want. They're not gonna have a date, so they're just gonna go out feeling lonely. No, be no, no. Something um, to masturbate to, or <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. So they're they're twenty twenty. Nerds rule the world now. You know, nerds do rule the world. Um, but I think what they're trying to do is the same um, strategy that Deadpool did, because uh, um, Deadpool they did not think that was gonna be successful. Just to let you know, that was not um, a movie that anybody wanted to do, that anybody wanted to pick up. They thought it was going to be a failure. They thought, sure, uh, Ryan Reynolds is funny. Like, he's going to do some good, but it's going to be a failure. Yeah. Their strategy was fucking perfect. So It was one of the first rated R movies from Marvel, wasn't it? It was uh, the first rated R superhero movies, uh, besides uh, um, Blade. Wolverine was one of them, but that came out after yeah um but their strategy was fucking perfect so what they did is they knew they're already going to get the comic book nerds like that's that's a given in deadpool especially with uh ryan reynolds boosting it up for so long yeah there's no reason to market to uh comic book nerds no reason whatsoever right oh because they already have them they're already they locked already have go. they're gonna see they're them. done they're coming we got what your they bucks. did market to 14 though, nowadays yeah what they did market to though is 
girlfriends. They marketed Deadpool as a love story to girlfriends. Watch huh. all the trailers leading up to that movie. They're all about love stories. They don't show any of the freaking um, murder. They just show him and his girlfriend getting together uh, at the end, meeting up. They really pushed it off as a uh, rom-com. Oh, okay. That got the girls to want to go see it on Valentine's Day and drag their boyfriends. Yeah. Then mm. the comic book nerds came down and watched it, and they got a crazy good turnout. And the movie itself is fantastic because yeah, it's so good now they got a whole demographic that would never have even stepped foot inside the theater to watch this movie bringing their girlfriends yeah their friends telling their friends their girlfriends to bring their boyfriends then the boyfriends who are only being dragged to it because their girlfriend dragged to it is telling their buddies to come see it now holy, holy crap they have whole so chain many, reaction going on <laughs> exactly they have so many demographics that would never have seen this movie or even cared about it coming to the theaters flocking in to see it yeah and of course we know that women in the relationship are the ones that control everything and their final oh, word yeah. is the one that goes men were the head <laughs> but women they're the neck and they can turn the head any way they want right <laughs> damn right and they have a god great clench on that pocketbook that's why we're both recording on uh on usb microphones <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> well uh all right well i think this is a this is a good spot to end for uncovered cinema mm -hmm. um i'm brian and you are um well and uh, if you guys uh, have anything you want to hit us up for, any questions, uh, let us know on uncoveredcinema at gmail.com. Uh, we also have the new medias popping up right now. Um, you can find us at, at Uncovered Cinema on Facebook as well as Instagram. And uh, actually, we just released this morning, right? And we've had already mm -hmm. almost 100 people sign up. And actually, it's probably nice. well over 100 now since the time that we've recorded this. So we have plenty of content going to be coming out for you, even though we're going to manage to make it through this flop season. Uh, there's not, not a lot of good movies out except the, good, the best one that we just reviewed. And uh, we'll, we'll get through it. And we have a lot of content coming out for you. And hopefully we'll be, we'll be kicking something out every week, if not every uh, two weeks, depending on... On, on how you like it but uh yeah. let us know what you feel join us on the instagram subscribe and uh and have a chat with us and yeah, i believe absolutely. um soon we're we're going to be planning on trying to uh put some a face to the voice as it were and, and implementing some kind of video or live streams on that so if you guys yeah. think that's something you want to uh, listen to or watch rather then uh, let us know and we'll we'll go ahead and work a little bit harder to get that set up but uh yeah it's in the works and uh, as well we have a website as well coming up and um, I don't know where, but I think we, we, pretty soon we're going to get more into the tech side of it because after all, yeah. you are a, a, a former film a graduate, former graduate, film graduate. Yeah. And uh, we have just so much uh, of our resources and networking, working in the film industry and for me in the TV industry that we can uh, bring on. And I definitely want to uh, get more into that tech side. So if you, if you are interested in film or a film student yourself, uh, you keep listening because we're going to have we have got a million show uh, show titles of ideas that we want to talk about that are all film student related. So that'll be coming. Yeah. Very shortly. Yeah. One thing I can't wait to us to um, step on is the technology behind creation of Gemini Man. 
Holy crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. With a it's gonna, oh. mm-hmm, it's gonna blow a lot of people's minds what he uh what the director did and the DP did to be able to make this movie as good as it is, and the fact that there's only a handful of theaters in the United States that can even play it and make it do justice. Yeah, it's that's it's that's crazy. exciting to you. I love the time period that we're in where there's mm-hmm. just so much technology advancing that all these cool things that we're gonna start seeing in, in cinema. Uh, start to come out and even just the the way that the industry has transformed from the scales have tipped over to literally anybody with a camera or a microphone can mm-hmm. can make amazing things nowadays uh in, unless it, you live in california soon yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's if you have to hire somebody but if you just if you're just an eager young tyke to do it yourself and want to do it yourself then sure. there's people that can just make amazing things uh and it, it's it's so awesome to see i mean just the shift we've had in um, TVs are now competing mm-hmm. with YouTube and, and the content people are just putting up and making on a Sunday afternoon. You know, it's like, um, yeah. I know personally, I, I watch hours of YouTube way too much than I care to admit uh, of YouTube a day. And and that is directly taken away from time that a TV um, is competing for and, and selling their ads to. And, and that's one less person to watch, but I know it's, I'm, I'm joining millions and if not billions of people that are, that are, shifting that that yeah that transition you know i mean it just makes a lot more sense subscribing to two or three of the streaming platforms than paying for tv because you're paying for tv you're paying 80 bucks a month for a lot of channels that you have to watch something right then i don't know about you but i have a pretty busy life like yeah i am always on the run i'm always doing something when I was heavy working in film, I was working 100, 120 hour weeks Jesus. consistently. There is no time for TV, no nothing. I would be lucky if I got a day off between gigs to watch some Netflix, but there's no way in heck I was going to be able to watch, you know, TV and stay up with it. Yeah. But instead I was able to watch Netflix, able to uh, watch a bunch of episodes of one show and really catch up and fi- figure it out. It's the wave of the future. Absolutely. Old TV watching is just not not working anymore. And that would be interesting to see what what um, maybe more knowledgeable people within the industry have uh, their where they see this industry trending because you know mm-hmm. there was there was tidbits that showed us that we were coming here. For example, uh, the implementation of like DVR with mm-hmm. cable TV. We saw that we were going to like this. Uh, paper stream media and that we were going to be going into like being able to you know watch our content when we want to watch it and that's kind of the start of netflix and and hulu and all these other apps that we have now and Mm -hmm. don't get me started with disney plus because then i also came with espn Mm -hmm. and so uh you know recently the mcgregor fight and uh, McGregor Cowboy. Oh God! Forty, <laughs> the 40 seconds. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I paid almost a hundred bucks for it because they <laughs> they don't they don't offer it on pay per view anymore. So when I went to go buy it on TV, you can't do that anymore. And so like I I just think like that's horrible for the uh, the older generations that mm-hmm. don't quite know how to use or maybe don't have a computer or something and couldn't easily just hop online, download ESPN, and watch the fight from there because it yeah. wasn't streamed on TV. You yeah, had technology. To have, which kind of pissed me off because then now it's forcing me to have like a smart TV and yep. uh, which I do. I just don't have it in all places of my house, you know, so I have to I have to move the Apple TV around to make it work. And it's uh, and, and that's just the way of the future. And it's everything's going 
more personalized. And on that same note, like podcasting is becoming, you know, more popular than people would rather listen to a podcast than listen to the radio. And, and partly because the radio brought it onto themselves, they play top 40 and Uh, nobody wants to hear the same song over and over again. Yeah. Especially when you have like an hour commute every day. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. I stopped listening to, uh, um, to the radio. When I first started going to school, when I first started going to film school, I was our commute every single day. Just like you're talking about. Yeah. I listened to the radio for the first week, maybe. But then when I heard the same song for the freaking 15th time, it's like, okay, now let me listen to a book. And I started listening to audiobooks. I listened to the whole Harry Potter series. And then I listened to, which is awesome, by the way. Awesome. Um, and then I listened to a bunch of uh, X-Files series. And I listened to podcasts all the time. And it, it radio killed itself. Exactly. Honestly, it is killing itself. Now, the downside to having niche media and moving more into uh, uh, these individualized and and specialized categories of media Mm -hmm. is that we, um, as a society, are less in tune with each other. You know, going back to, I think at the start of this episode, we're all kind of living now in in this three-inch box that we that we consume our media and, and live our lives through. We all have social lives and stuff, but uh, because of it, we are losing out on the human experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the level of technology is increasing every single day and we're leaving people behind exponentially more. And more. Like, even as 30 um, year olds, we're looked yeah. on as being old because there's some things that come out that I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah. And I have to like teach myself to go through it. And if I'm having even a little bit of difficulty, I can't imagine how my grandma, exactly you know, how she's going through or uh, someone's great grandma. Oh, God forbid. Well, I actually, this, this is perfect because I have, actually have a great story to tell you. Um, you know, I, a few years ago, I was working down in uh, Santa Monica and down mm-hmm. in LA area. And I was in the parking lot structure trying to get out and they just moved over to these this digital attendance so you can put your card in and, and your ticket and pay your way to get out <laughs> oh, right oh those are the freaking worst <laughs> they are they're horrible because then especially if you have a problem or there's a smudge on the ink on the ticket then you have to call somebody and there's not really somebody it's just you know you're, you're calling india and they they mm-hmm. are like pushing buttons to open up the gate to get you out well uh being the location that it is in the la area Parked in front of me was an old man trying to use the ticket thing and, and put his card in and didn't didn't quite know how to work the whole setup and was getting frustrated with it. And and so I got out of my car to offer to help him. And who would you guess what it was but Larry David, the creator oh, of Seinfeld. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And it was just like uh what's what's the show that he uh that he's in? Uh God, I, I know his show. I've seen it. Uh, yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Funny. Yeah. And it was just like the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, watching him interact because it was just like, <laughs> I was almost on the floor, like laughing so hard because he was just like putting the card in upside down and just like scratching his head. And it's like, you just needed the music playing in the background from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I'm like, this is an episode. And like, it makes sense when, when you hear about like when Seinfeld, uh, when they were creating this show, they said they would just talk about, you know, they make a show about nothing. It's just, 
It's just mm-hmm. the comedy of life and, and the funny things that happen every day. And it's like just watching this guy. It's like, dude, this is funny as fuck. Like I could see <laughs> this could be an episode on something. And literally you are just writing your own life down. And this is just this is just your experience of life that you're that you're that everybody is consuming in like in these huge TV shows that he's made, you know. But uh, yeah, eventually I was oh able God. to help him put the card in and he was able to get out. But it was. Oh, it was so hilarious to watch that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's so funny. Oh. Yeah, and uh, I guess that's a good spot <laughs> to end. We'll, we'll end there. We'll join us next week uh, for the Uncovered Cinema Podcast. And we, we have actually so much. We have a lot of content. We have like four episodes we're working on right now. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have, I don't, e- I don't even want to say what's coming out next because then I, I may not be the next thing coming out, you know? So yeah. uh, just check us out, follow us online, and, and uh, we'll go from there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you for tuning in.